Hey, everybody. Welcome to a Friday edition of the NFL Road Show, taking a look at the week ahead from a fantasy perspective. Favorite plays, low-end plays. I know a lot of you play daily fantasy. I play daily fantasy. I love daily fantasy. And obviously, a big part of that whole game is to find the right guys in the lower tier price range to maximize your ability to get the right high-end guys into your lineup. And so we'll have some suggestions of guys that you can find on that lower end for you coming up. Uh, And the we that I'm referring to here is me and my good friend Michael Fabiano from Sports Illustrated and SiriusXM. We do a fantasy football show together on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio two times a week. That's channel 87 for those of you who subscribe to Sirius. It's called Fantasy Dirt. The show is. It's from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. And this is the kind of content that you will find there as well with rankings, stardom sit-ems, analysis of what all of the week's moves and injuries mean for your lineup. So let's get to it. Week two. Time now to break the huddle. Hello, let's go. Two on, two on, two. Ready? Ready? Fabs, we have one week of games in the books now. We had all of these questions that we wanted answered in terms of usage, maybe defenses that we should attack from a fantasy standpoint. Now, as we approach week two, we have a better idea of what we're looking at, though week one could have been an anomaly. Hard to know. Who are some of your favorite plays for week number two? Starting at the Tom, quarterback position. Tom Brady, for sure, after okay. he uh, beat up on my beloved Dallas Cowboys. Now he's got Atlanta. I mean, their defense gave up nearly they 29 were... points to Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, whose completion percentage last year was, what, 52, 53? 77% last week. Their defense sucks, man. So Tampa Bay is going to light that team up like a Christmas tree, and Tom Brady will uh, certainly be the guy who's plugging in that tree. Let's put it that way. And, Falcons shockingly bad in the trenches yeah. in particular. Just I, yeah. I was surprised. I was surprised about the offense, not so much the defense, but like mm-hmm. the offense, the fact that they were that bad, that is unexpected, not the norm for them. Yeah. And uh, Aaron Rodgers. Now last week, this would have been obvious. He would have never made my stardom and sit him column because it's too right. obvious. Okay. After he had a 1.3 point stink bomb. 1.3. Now- it's called reassurance. And so it's called I would relax. Start Aaron Rodgers. Relax. Exactly. He's got the Lions. It's a home game. It's a nationally televised game. The Packers are going to want to come out and absolutely put their throat, put their foot on the throats of the Motor City Kitties. So uh, keep Rodgers in your lineup this week. I have a couple of quarterbacks that I really like this week. Um, One is obvious. You're obviously going to play Russell Wilson if you have Russell Wilson. But from a DFS standpoint or something like that, if you're looking for a guy to target, Russell versus the Tennessee Titans and the way that the Tennessee Titans looked last week against the Arizona Cardinals, they could not stop anything. They gave up so many big plays. Who's really good at the big play? Who? Which quarterback in the league is uh, maybe has like the best um, rating um, by PFF on plays of 20 yards or more throws of 20 yards. Well, that's Russell Wilson. This the is a perfect cooks. matchup for him. Yes. There, there wasn't any pressure to speak of coming from that Titans defense. I think that Russell is going to cook, so to speak this week, not, not in terms of pass run ratio or anything like that. I just think he's going to have so much success. I also like Stafford against the Colts because the Colts couldn't stop anything that Russell did last week. 
And obviously the Seahawks just looked really, really good. You could make that about them, but Stafford and that Rams offense, uh, he had a perfect passer rating on passes of 10 yards or more. It's like, it's, it's the perfect storm against uh, this Colts defense. So I really like both of those guys. Stafford is maybe like more of a mid tier quarterback. I think he's got a great matchup this week. Ani, what about uh, running correct backs? Me if I'm wrong real quick, but isn't it a three point spread in that game? The Rams are only giving the Colts three points on the road. A How? field goal. Is that right? I think it's now four and a half. It's gone up. I'm okay. going to double check that for you. Yeah. Boy, three seemed very low to me uh, at first because the Colts just, well, they're a good team, but the Rams look supernatural. But uh, let's move on to the running backs. And once again, it's three and a half, three and a half. Thanks, Ani. Najee Harris last week would have never put him in stardom, sit him. Too obvious. Maybe still a little bit obvious this week, but after 5.9 fantasy points and a lot of folks on Twitter complaining about him and the offensive line in Pittsburgh being, well, let's just say, not good. Mm-hmm. People have questions. Start Najee against the Raiders. Thank me later. He will absolutely dominate the silver and black. And then the other player that I like this week at the running back position, and I didn't like him last week, and I'll admit it to you, it, DeAndre Swift, if they're going to throw the football to the running backs that much, yep. Yep. and I only play in PPR leagues, because Swift didn't really do much as a runner. If they're going to throw the ball to the backs that much, you got to play them. And even Jamal Williams, it's a yeah. revenge game against the Packers. And he had nine targets last week. Well, that's where I was going to start, actually, because Jamal Williams was somebody who wasn't necessarily on my radar. Like, I, I people picking him up in fantasy drafts and then stashing him because of all the A-back talk and the question marks there. But I thought for sure this was going to be DeAndre Swift's team. But then the way that they used the running backs showed that there might be a role for both of them moving right. forward. Jamal Williams had nine rush attempts for 54 yards. Did that take away from Swift? Yes, but he still had 11 rush attempts. And then here's the kicker from a passing standpoint, Hawkinson targeted the most on the team with 11 targets. Deandre Swift tied for that target lead with 11. And then Jamal Williams right behind him at number nine from a target standpoint, you have to go down to what, like Benson and Cephas with six targets were the most targeted wide receivers. So their passing attack just isn't even going through the wide receivers, which means that a role has opened up for Jamal Williams and to now, make both of them fantasy viable. Now Tyrell is injured too. So they I, hardly I play, went to him, but yeah, I could play both of them this week and Williams a revenge factor. And you could argue that Williams was the more effective player last week, right? He had a, Six yard per carry average. Swift was at three five. That's not good. And Jamal caught eight of nine targets while Swift caught eight of 11. Although I don't know if all of those three misses were accurate passes or catchable passes, but Swift is a good player. Williams is a good player. They're both good pass catchers. If that's how they're going to be used, they're both going to have value. I think uh, it's another good week for Melvin Gordon. Uh, I know we're all expecting Williams to take over that backfield at some point, but in terms of the way that they use their running backs for Denver last week, Gordon got a ton of action and it's a great matchup against the Jaguars. Daryl Henderson is who I want to talk about though, hitting 94% snap rate. So everybody who went out and got Sony Michelle, that might pay off 
but I think they might have to wait for Daryl Henderson to get hurt because they seemingly like him to be the guy until that point. Remember, Chris Carson crushed the Colts on the ground last week. Um, They didn't use Henderson so much in the passing game, but I think this is a great matchup and clearly he's a volume running back. They're going to give him a ton of opportunity. And so I like him more than I did going into week one. And I would elevate him as a result from a wide receiver standpoint. Who do you like? We'll whip through these next couple of ones pretty quick. Oh, well, look at who we'd have here. It's Jamar chase. Oh, Lindsay. How about that? You know, I I will say this and there's not, there's not, many people in the fantasy football community who could disagree we are chickens we're chickens a couple of drops and all of a sudden we're all afraid of jamar chase and we don't want to draft him as a wide receiver too he's more of a three he's more of a flex he hasn't played in a year oh my gosh the skies are falling oh wait 101 yards and a touchdown later on seven targets oh we love jamar chase again and i'm just as guilty as anyone because i was a little worried too the beginning of the season I was all in on Chase being the number one wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals in fantasy leagues. I dropped him down to two because I was concerned about the drops and Higgins and, but boy, he was just tremendous. And now you got the bears. Now, if you date back to last season in the last nine games, the bears have played 16 touchdowns allowed nearly 40 fantasy points per game allowed to enemy signal call or to enemy wide receivers. So Chase and T Higgins and even Tyler Boyd, are viable options this week. I also like Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is a guy that I tried to get in every league. I got him in a bunch. I didn't get him at all, but he's Antonio Brown. And I get it. Like, you know, he's in his early thirties. He looks like Antonio Brown again, right? He does. Mm -hmm. I mean, and Atlanta stinks like Devontae Smith. First game in the NFL. Boom. Jalen Rager, who couldn't do a thing as a rookie last year. Boom. Atlanta's terrible. Like, Tampa might put a 50-burger on this team. And so I'm starting all three of their wide receivers. And A.B. might outscore Godwin this week. Who knows? Mm, I like Godwin, though. 14 targets, 9 oh, catches. Oh, I love him. I love him. All three But of I them. agree Even with Evans. you. They, they might all eat this week against Atlanta. I want to, okay, obviously everybody's playing C.D. Lamb that has C.D. Lamb. But let's just take for a moment uh, some time to celebrate not just the targets and all that but the high opportunity targets, right? Like he had high value opportunity uh, for deep targets, right? So he's just, it's 39% air yard share last week. He had three end zone targets. Like these are, these are the metrics that you should be chasing in fantasy, not just the, the fantasy points that they're putting up on a week to week basis, but the, the, the way that they're using them, right? They're using CD and they showed us in a way where he is going to give you so many fantasy points on a week to week basis. One position that I want to, I just want to hit one tight end that I kind of like this week. And you could say that this is a value guy, but I kind of like Noah Fant this week. I think that the loss of Jerry Judy is big for the Broncos. So if you're looking for one of those lower end tight ends that could, I think be in line for a big week, I think it's this guy Bridgewater is going to go to him a lot. I think he's that type of efficiency type of quarterback. He already went to him a lot last week with eight targets, six catches, 62 yards. The Jaguars are awful. So again, I think that he could be in line for a week where he outplays what we assume is his value going into it. I agree. Yep. 
All right. Still ahead, low-end value plays. Guys, you might want to think of lifting off your bench and or guys that you can get on the cheap for DFS that should return more than you're paying for them. Hi, everyone. This is Heisman Trophy winner and NFL quarterback Doug Flutie. I'm excited to tell you that my podcast, the Flutie Flakes cast, is back for the entire football season. I may have played like 21 years of professional football in three different leagues, but I'm still just a big kid and I absolutely love this game. Every week, we'll talk about the topics I care about and bring on super fun guests. So please subscribe today, wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, include it with most subscriptions. All right, time now for some low-end plays, value plays, so to speak. This is how you win DFS, is by nailing the guys who are a little bit more expensive, the bottom of the uh, of the money chart, and um, plugging them in there. Also, guys that maybe you might want to think about lifting up off of your bench and plugging into your starting lineup, depending on what your situation is. Fabs, who do you like uh-huh. at quarterback? How about Teddy Bridgewater? Had a good game last week against the Giants, and now he gets the Jaguars. So, heck, I mean, even without Jerry Judy, I know that hurts. They still have weapons there. They have Cortland Sutton. They have K.J. Hamler. They have Tim Patrick. Of course, they have the two backs, and they've got Noah Fant. So Bridgewater is a nice play, and I think Baker is too against the Texans. I'm going to pick on the Texans. Oh, Trevor Lawrence did have three picks last week, but otherwise the stats were pretty decent. Um, Rookie quarterback, I don't think Baker's going to fall into that trap of turning the ball over to the Houston Texans defense. Based on what you can get him for, uh, certainly a guy that I'd have on my radar. Backing up just a minute, Teddy Bridgewater, what kind of, so he, he was actually great from like a real world football standpoint, highly efficient from from a fantasy standpoint, what kind of range are you expecting here? I can, I can see Teddy B getting into that 18 to 22 range last week. He was about 20. I think he could probably do that again against Jacksonville. All right. What about running backs? Both of our favorites, Jamal Williams. I have so much Jamal Williams. Like I always say I have a lot of Dak and I do. I have a lot of Jamal Williams, like a ton of it. And against the Packers on a Monday night, uh, this is not going to be typical DFS. Remember, because it's only one game that you're going to be able to participate in uh, for the most part here. I really like him if they're going to throw the ball that much to the backs. And then Tyson Williams, same sort of situation. That's going to be a Sunday night game against the Chiefs. I know what John Harbaugh said. I expect to see some Latavius Murray. I would expect that one of Devontae Freeman or Le'Veon Bell will be active and on the roster. I I still think Williams was the best back in Baltimore on Monday night in what was a bananas game. Latavius is going to get his. Latavius is probably a little bit cheaper. uh, But Tyson Williams is going to be in a lot of DFS lineups uh, this upcoming week for that Sunday night game. Tyson Williams, $5,500 on draft King. I've got a couple of running backs. I talked about Daryl Henderson earlier and how much I like him this week. He's $5,400 on draft Kings. So that's an easy mm-hmm. one it's where you good. could plug him in. Chris Carson had a 5.7 yards per carry average against the Colts. Uh, Daryl Henderson averaged 4.4 yards per carry with again, a 94% snap rate last week. So I like him at that rate at that price. Um, another guy who I think is crazy undervalued is Chase Edmonds. Okay. Yep. I, you can get him for yep. $4,900 on DraftKings. That is $100 more than JD McKissick, who is unusable based on the way that they used him last week. I don't understand this. He had 12 rushing attempts for 63 yards, four targets, um, and then a couple of catches to four, I'm sorry, four targets 
and catches caught every target for 43 yards. Um, I think a lot of people are going to look at the box score and see that James Conner had 16 rush attempts and back off of Edmonds thinking that this is a shared backfield situation, mm-hmm. but it's worth noting eight of Connor's rush attempts came in the fourth quarter when Arizona was already up 30, uh, 38 to 13, and they were running the clock out. I urge it, you to look at what the Vikings defense just allowed Joe Mixon to do against them on the ground. 29 attempts, 127 yards, a touchdown also contributed in the passing game. I like Chase Edmonds for $4,900. He's going too. to find his way into my lineups for did sure. You, uh, did you also happen to see how many targets James Conner had in that game? I don't know. Zero. There you go. See? Yep. Nada. Didn't use him that way. Nope. All right. So uh, what about wide receivers? Mike Williams. I'm going to pick on my Cowboys. I'm a Cowboys fan. I love them. I've been a fan for 40 years. Uh, I am unbiased, though. Their pass defense is not good. Now they lost their best pass rusher. uh, And still, I, 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 I just said it in it like, ugh. It just demoralized me <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> because like he's like one of our best defensive players on a team that's not really great on the defensive side of the football. But Mike Williams had a good game last week and he could have been better. And that was against Washington. So I like my Mike Williams this week. And then, you know, Marcus Calloway, everybody was all up. Marcus Calloway, my God, he's the breakout player of the preseason. He's amazing. He's going to have an amazing season. No Michael Thomas last week nothing but that was Jair Alexander now you got a game against Carolina do you think that the Saints just forgot that Callaway's on the roster and they're going to throw the ball to Jawan Johnson and Deontay Harris the whole game no they'll get Callaway more involved in the offense this week he was erased last week and we kind of predicted that I like him this week I'm not saying you start him in redrafts as a must start play but certainly a guy that in DFS could be a decent bargain the matchup's right um, he had two targets and one catch last week. And I'm looking at that Saints box score and Troutman was the only player targeted. Wait, no, Kamara had four. I was going to say he was the only player targeted more than three times. So Kamara and Troutman, the only players targeted more than three times. They spread the ball around there and also didn't mm-hmm. throw it very much. As we noted earlier, just well, 20 pass attempts in that game. Rushing your Winston. opponent. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Wide receiver. I like, um, so this one's this one I'm torn on, right? But I just think maybe it's worth looking at because of his $5,600 price uh, tag on DraftKings. DJ Chark, he was not on my drafting radar at all. I was all Marvin Jones Jr. late and LaVisca Chenault in the mid to late rounds, but Chark's usage has me rethinking his viability. He had an insanely bad catch rate last week. Just three catches on 12 targets, but he had 12 targets. And they were high value targets. Also, we had 196 air yards in week one, a 39% share. Can you hear my daughter, uh, Clayton? She's of course for me right now. This is what happens when you work from home. It just happens. Um, I'm thinking that there's maybe potential chemistry that they haven't developed yet. And as long as they're looking to go to him, that's something that might happen this week. And again, he's cheap. Brandon cooks for $5,900 targeted three times deep. Caught all of them. 39% of the team's air yard shares there for Houston. 21 points versus Jacksonville. He's playing Cleveland this week. Okay, worst case scenario, they're down big and they have to throw a ton. Best case scenario, they make it close and they need him to make big plays. Again, at $5,900, I like it. I also have David Njoku. This is the tight end that I was talking about earlier. Now, I realize you mentioned earlier 
Hold on just a sec, Clay Clay, okay? Hold on just a sec. Um, <laughs> uh, David and Joku, I know they've got a lot of tight ends there, but he had 147 areas. Who do you like, Clayton? I don't know. Okay. Um, David and Joku had 147 air yards, which is 45% air yard share for the Browns. He was targeted um, deep four times. And all of this is super rare for tight ends. So I think that the upside there, he's $3,600 on DraftKings. If you want to blow all your money on running backs and wide receivers, and then just go get a really, really inexpensive tight end to pair with your uh, free defense at the bottom, then I think think that that's a good option for you there. I think Clay Clay agrees with you. I think she's into some David and Joku shares this week on uh, DraftKings. I'll tell you what Clay Clay's into snacks and iPads. And that is what is happening here. An iPad that went dark and needed a passcode to turn it back on. And no joke, when she handed it to me, she was playing a song by Megan the Stallion with a big fat E next to it and a title that made me feel like a very, very bad mom. But it happens, or at least that's what I'm going to go ahead and tell myself. Anyway, hope you found that somewhat helpful or interesting, and I hope that you will join us again on Monday to recap how this whole weekend turns out. Have a great week, too. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe also on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL Roadshow is also available on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Just go ahead and download it today. Tap the word podcasts. Up will pop. For video clips of the show and more, follow me on Twitter, Lindsay underscore Rhodes. I'm also on Instagram, Lindsay Rhodes NFL. The NFL Roadshow is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Andrew Emmer. Big thank you to Denny Gallagher for his help with this episode. Matt Deutsch and the gang at SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. And a special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen. We'll see you on Monday, everybody. Have a great weekend. Serious XM Podcasts.